Gift Biz Unwrapped, Episode 56. It's putting deposits in the karma bank. It's increasing your value in terms of the know, like, and trust factor. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar shop, or you sell online, or you're just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today, I have as our guest, Julie Yusum. Julie is the executive director of the Wilmette Kenilworth Chamber of Commerce, which is located on the Chicago's North Shore. She recently returned to the helm after a six-year stint as marketing director for Duxler Complete Auto Care, which is a family-owned chain of auto repair shops. Through her Chamber of Commerce and retail marketing experiences, Julie has fine-tuned her skills as a master networker and a connector of strategic partners. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Is there anything that I should add to your intro before we get started? No, you did it perfectly. I couldn't describe myself better. All right. Well, as our listeners know, we like to align the conversation around the life of a motivational candle. The light shines on you while you share all your stories and experiences. So are you ready to light it up? I am ready. All right. Okay. Motivational candle. What is the color and what would be the quote on your candle? The color of my candle would be a cool blue color. And it's a little bit of a long quote, but is that okay? Sure. Personal honesty is achieved when how you view yourself is in alignment with how others view you. It takes courage to be personally honest because each day there are temptations, distractions, and your own vulnerability influence that alignment. Do you know who said that quote, Julie? I do. Jay Reifenberry. I like that because when we introduce ourselves to the public, it's so easy for us to feel like we need to change who our image is, like to make a better impression or something. And that gets so stressful. That is so totally true. One of the reasons I like that quote is because I think it's a constant challenge to achieve personal honesty that way. And I think it helps keep you on your toes when you always bear that in mind. You say it's a constant challenge because we're always evaluating ourselves and trying to present ourselves in a different light? No, I think because the temptation to not stay in alignment with how others view you, it's hard. It's something that you have to constantly work on, I think. Got it. So really what you're saying, you know, you need to be your authentic self, whoever you are, because that way people who see you really know who you are. So the impression is going to be the same. Correct. And I also think that, well, the temptation, like you said, is to be making a good first impression or possibly agree with the person that you're talking to because that seems flattering and maybe you think that will be easier to close a sale or something like that. But in the end, it's achieving and keeping personal honesty is your best policy. And so I think, especially people who do a lot of networking or in a position where they're meeting with people all the time, you have to keep yourself in check. And I I think it's important to remember that. Really interesting. You know, I've never really thought of it this way, Julie, but it also makes, you know, there are times when people will have an impression of one person and they'll be talking to someone and they'll say, well, I don't see the person that way. It's true. 
then there's that incongruence, if you will, like one person, you're giving one person one impression, one person another impression, because you're looking like a totally different person. Exactly. Also, what is the expression? Perception is nine tenths of reality. Right. So there's some of that too. But I think if you're always presenting your authentic self, you can't go wrong. You can't control how others perceive you, but you can control presenting your authentic self. Totally agree. So GiftBiz listeners, I want you to know that Julie and I have known each other for a while. And I will say we're not getting into this topic at all on this conversation, but I just have to say it. When I think of you, Julie, especially at networking events, you are a rock star elevator speech person. Wow. Someday we might have to talk about that (laughs) because it's not your standard off the cuff you know, here's who I am. She always relates it back to what's happening in the environment, the season, you know, all different types of things. So that's running on a different tangent. But that's one of the things that I think you really excel in. And going back to your bio, when we talk about master networkers, that is absolutely what you do, because everyone can really resonate and understand what you're about. Today, however, we are going to be talking about you in terms of connections of strategic partners. And I know, Julie, that one of the things you talk about, you've given several presentations that I've attended on a topic called power partners. And I wanted to bring you on specifically today because I don't think very many people have any idea what that's about. So that's what we're going to dive into and focus on today. Would you start off by just giving us a definition of what a power partner is? Sure, absolutely. Well, I call them power partners because I like the term and I like having power in the name. But most people have heard of them before as strategic partners. And what that means is that you share a common client base and or provide services that are complementary to another business person. That enables you to share a constant stream of referrals. And when that is happening, you are power partners. So what would be an example of a power partner? I know we're going to get into some details of how Mm -hmm. these work later, but just a little bit more clarification. Is there an example of a couple industries or people that are power partners together? Absolutely. I know people who end up forming almost power clusters. For example, you have a financial planner and a CPA would be a great power partnership because the CPA is consulting and working with people about their money, either their personal money or their business. And a financial expert or advisor would be also serving that clientele and would also need to refer people to the CPA. So they can easily refer business to each other, their business complement each other, and their clients will have needs for each of those professions. Does that make sense? It does. And I really like the word complement. That's what makes this so easy and so powerful because you can work with people. You share an audience, but you don't compete for that audience because your services are different. So one person in either of the audiences can actually be using both businesses. Exactly. That is not to say that sometimes there's an apparent conflict. It looks like that on the surface, but when you dig more deeply, they actually are complementary. So for example, two attorneys, but one of them is a divorce attorney and one of them is a business attorney. They're not competitors, even though they're both attorneys. So that makes them great strategic partners because they can refer each other. Even though on the surface, they're both attorneys, they're complementary. 
it's a good example by way of explanation, just to understand that it might not be obvious that you can be power partners, but you're providing different services, et cetera. Exactly. Let's talk through how this works. What's the value of a power partner? How would you use power partners? How do you identify them? And maybe that's a little bit more of where we should start is the identification. And yes. how do you use one or how do, how do you put this together and use it to gain business? Sure. One of the best ways to help define who your power partners are or who they should be is to look at who tends to already send you referrals or who you send referrals to. That's a really great place to start. Some people haven't had a lot of practice with defining who their audience is or who their target market is, but if you've ever delved into that, that's also a great way to look at that picture and then ask yourself, what types of business people also share this audience? And who then do I know that I can reach out to to become power partners? I think the way that it's used then is in networking overall. So first of all, when you are introducing yourself at a networking event or you're just meeting people at a networking event, it's really smart to ask people who are your power partners because sometimes you can't necessarily refer business to someone really easily or you don't have anybody in your world right now who might need their services but chances are you are already connected to people who would be good power partners for them so i think it's a great question to ask people the flip side of that is you should tell people when you're introducing yourself who your power partners are for the same reason, because they can then look at their circle and see how they can help you with that. Power partnering is level two of networking. It involves a lot of faith and trust and maybe karma. When you are trying to become a successful power partner connector, you have to say to yourself, okay, I am ready to give to these other people and I'm going to focus on that. I'm not going to worry so much about are they returning the favor. I'm going to do my best to look at the people in my circle and help them. I guarantee because it's a deposit in the karma bank, it comes back to you in spades. I see it happening all the time. And Gift Biz listeners, we talked about this before about networking and how you approach networking events with always the attitude and the idea that you are looking to go help other people. You don't go into networking events with, what am I going to get out of it? I want to sail right today. It's more the feeling of what can I do or who do I know that can help other people, as Julie is talking about right now, that comes back to you. So, Julia, just for clarification, so what you're saying is if you're at an event like this, and I know BNI, I think Latip does this, several others, they have that quota that you have to do in terms of sales and all that type of thing. Are you suggesting that just the opportunity to be able to provide the name of someone who could be a power partner is equally possibly more value down the road than just giving a lead for a potential sale? Absolutely. What I like about referring power partners is it's a longer term benefit. It's not a one-off sale. You're not sending somebody one time because they need new carpet. You're connecting somebody who cleans carpets with somebody who sells carpeting. So that's a long-term relationship. I think that's a really great gift to give to somebody. And it's also the gift that keeps giving because as 
each individual continues on their networking path, they're going to meet more potential power partners for other people. So that keeps it stimulating and exciting. But it's also a bit of a responsibility because you have to keep your antenna up all the time when you're meeting people. You have to remember who's in your network so that you can then go back and connect people. Yeah, there's a couple of things there. Number one, let me ask you this question. I don't think a lot of people know the concept yet of power partners. So I'm thinking that when you're doing that, you also have to explain to them then how they could use that, how how it would be to their advantage to know the person. Because initially it might look like, well, you know, why does that matter? So in other words, you're saying that when you're meeting somebody, you're going to say, my power partners are bankers, CPAs, and attorneys. And it would really be beneficial to me if you could think about the people in your network who it might be good to connect me with. Yes, it could go that way too. I'm just thinking this whole concept of power partners, people don't really understand yet. So, Oh, right. 100%. When, when, so absolutely with you, when you're talking to people, who else in their network are power partners? You almost have to give them the industries like you were just saying. And then likewise, if you know someone who could be a power partner for somebody, it's an opportunity for two things. Number one, for you to give that referral over and then to explain what power partnering is all about. So you could give an example of, I don't know, someone who owns a gardening shop. I'm gonna say that because it's spring and it's almost time to plant flowers. (laughs) (laughs) But someone who owns a gardening shop might want to be connected with someone you know who's a landscaper because people want professional services to put in the flowers that they are purchasing at their shop, something like that. It's a great way to elevate the conversation so they understand what power partnering is all about. True. And sometimes when I ask the question, who are your power partners and somebody doesn't understand, then I say, well, who is it that you would like to meet who could refer business to you sort of prompt them just along the concept so that their thinking changes. Got it. A lot of times people fall into the trap of thinking that power partners are their customers who refer them. And so sometimes a a conversation can go astray because the person you're speaking with starts talking about their customers. And really what you're asking for is, well, who are the other business people that you share a clientele base with or who tend to give you referrals? Lead them along the path so they get prompted. So it is not just your customers and your customers then referring other people. Well, it could be if you are a service provider that let's say you sell office products, maybe you also want a power partner with someone who sells office furniture or a leasing agent or a business attorney, also dealing with the people who are office supplies. Got it. All right. So now let's say we've identified power partners. What do you do then? What's the next step? I generally write the information down or make note of it in my phone, something like that. So I remember because later that day or the next day, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to send an introductory email to both parties. I will introduce the one to the other. I'll describe a little bit about how my relationship with them, how I know them to remind the person that I said I was going to connect 
with why this is happening. And then I describe a little bit about each of the businesses. And then I say something to the effect of, I see a lot of synergy and I see a lot of potential for you to be strategic partners. I encourage the two of you to get in contact and set up a coffee date or something like that. And then I provide each with the other's contact information and I send it out. One thing that I really like is when the people that I'm connecting include me in the response to each other, CC or something, so that I know they've connected. Right. It works really well. I do it, well, now it's part of my job, but when I was out there networking, I did it every time after networking, I was connecting at least one person that I met. So you definitely are a master connector. Well, that's flattering, but I, I actually really enjoy it. And it's quite fulfilling to be able to make that connection work for people. It feels really good when you hear their success story. And I personally have found that it is a little bit more immediate than necessarily waiting for someone in your circle to say, oh my gosh, I need an attorney. Do you know anybody good? Okay, so you're really looking at entering into networking with two frames of reference. One is, of course, you're looking for people who you can work with as a power partner. But then you're also taking yourself out of the equation and saying, okay, because a lot of people don't understand the concept of power partnering yet, as you're looking at the whole group, who could power partner together within the group? And then who else do you know within your network? Yes, who aren't attending, but that you could link them up with based on people who are in that group. Exactly. Got it. Perfectly described. Okay, wonderful. Another thing I like about this, Julie, is our listeners, because they're listening to this podcast to get better themselves, either within their business or their personal presentation or whatever it is within a business atmosphere. What you're describing here puts a networker at a higher level because it's a different mindset of how you're approaching networking meetings and it positions people as leaders because you're connecting people at a different level and a different level and a deeper level, I would say. Yes, it requires a deeper level of listening as well, which benefits everybody on both sides because then you're getting to know the person you're trying to help better. And they feel good because you're making the effort to really listen and learn about them. When you ask this question of somebody who are your power partners, you tend to learn a lot more about them, more facets about their business than you would have assumed on the surface. That happens to me all the time. Suddenly you learn something that they do that they never brought out in a 20-second intro or something. And then the light bulb goes off over your head and you say, oh my goodness, I need to connect you with so-and-so. Right. That happens all the time. Can you give us another example of power partners? Sure. In fact, I've just seen a little power cluster forming within my own chamber. There's a financial planner who has formed a really great partnership with an insurance provider. So the insurance provider does home, property, casualty, auto. She does not sell life insurance products or annuities like he does, but he likes to position himself with his clients as somebody who can be a great resource to them. So when those kinds of needs come up, he sends them over to his power partner and back and forth because she, she doesn't sell annuities and things like that. She says, I have this really great person I'd like to connect you with. 
and they're doing great. And so now they're looking to expand their network into a cluster, possibly with different kinds of attorneys, like maybe a state planning attorney or divorce attorney. They're also looking to add a CPA to their network. I'm very excited to watch and see how this expands into a really good chain of referrals that just keeps on giving. Boy, I could also see if their whole networks got to be really big, not in terms of the number of people, but the people who are interested in taking part in that. That could lead to like a one-day informative conference for the group of them or just a number of different spinoffs. Exactly. It's a perfect match. And that's a very common group that gets together for sort of a referral network, those particular types of professions. Does money normally exchange hands for the referrals or is it so much give and take back and forth? It's kind of people don't start putting that financial layer over on top of it. No, and I think that's a great point. I'm very glad you brought that up. It has nothing to do with compensation. It's putting deposits in the karma bank. It's increasing your value in terms of the no like, and trust factor. As far as I know, no referral fees, nothing like that. I think it keeps it more genuine as well. That's a good point. I have heard of power partnerships where there is compensation, but the one I'm thinking of fell apart. And I think it had to do with... The one you're thinking of that was more financially based. Yeah, they tried to give each other a royalty or something when a referral came. It's an accounting nightmare, too. Well, it takes the focus off of, I think, why you're doing it in the first place. And you're right. Then there's accounting and then possibly one person in the partnership places a different value on it than the other. And it could lead to bad feelings. I think most successful power partnerships just come from the karma base and it works better that way. So Gift Biz listeners, just to kind of put this all in a nutshell for you, what I'm hearing from you, Julie, and I'm going to ask you to expand if there's anything else that I'm leaving out, is now that you've gotten the idea of what power partners are and the value for your business overall, there's three steps that you could take if you're looking at doing this. Number one is resetting your mindset. When you enter into a networking event or you're just meeting people as we always do in our business, trade shows, on the street meetings, coffee meetups, anywhere, think of things in two different ways. Number one, is this person somebody who could be a power partner for you? So they're not just handing over someone who could buy one of your beautiful necklaces or have a gift basket made. It's what other types of things could you two possibly do together to share your customer base for the mutual benefit of both of you? And not everyone's going to be your power partner. That's clear. The other way to look at somebody is maybe you are not part of that connection at all, but you're the collaborator to get two people together who can strengthen their business through unifying their customer bases. Not for everything, but just for certain things or set up just as the opportunity presents itself. So those are steps one and two. And then step three would be to truly link two people up, just as Julie was talking about with an email, giving the information so each of them had their contact information, and then a little bit of a reason why you think they would be good to connect with each other because they may not naturally get that linkage. Exactly. That's a great point. It definitely helps to lead them in the direction of how they might collaborate. 
because not everyone gets power partnering yet. Exactly. Anything else you want to talk about with the power partners before we move on? No, I think that you really summarized it very well. Okay. Are you seeing now that since you've exposed, well, you've been exposing everybody that you were networking with when you were at Duxler on this, because that's how I started seeing presentations that you would give on Power Partners. Now that you're back with the chamber, are you seeing people capturing that mindset and actually doing it regularly? Or do you have to continually bring it up now all the time? I am always reminding and trying to teach the power of power partnering. I think because it, like you said before, it's not something that is really familiar to everyone. When I'm working with someone or I'm learning about how I can help them better, I always bring it into the conversation and try to open their mind to how they could be better looking for other power partners. For example, we had a business after hours event last night and I was was working really hard to connect a couple of people that were there with each other. They were both Chamber of Commerce members, but they had never met. And when I saw them together in the room, I realized these two need to meet. And I explained one of the reasons I wanted you to meet each other is because you both serve such and such customers. And I think you could be great strategic partners and gave a little example. As they learn about it and they practice it, more people just naturally go to it. Right. I think it's really important, that final element, because when people connect, if you were to connect with them and just say, I think you guys could be good strategic partners, it might just get dropped there unless you give that final example. Exactly. And other things I do now that I have a different role, I will meet someone or I'll see someone in a networking and I'll say, have you ever met so-and-so? I know that you are acquainted with this person, and I think the two of them would be great power partners. So I like to train my members in helping people, even with someone outside of our small circle. Does that make sense? It does, and it's a great way to show another version of using this whole connectivity and the whole power partner concept. Mm Mm-hmm. Just to finish up this segment here, I'd like to really bring it back to some of the industries that I think our listeners are involved in and give you some additional ideas of what Julie's calling power clusters. Let's say you're a baker or you own a chocolate shop. Some of the people that you could link up with either one-on-one, so it's only the two of you, or to create a cluster would be event planners entertainers, or perhaps you have some type of an outdoor event or restaurants within your area. All of you guys could be a power cluster. Another example, let's say you are a woman's accessory shop. Some of your potential one-on-one power partners or a cluster could be a makeup studio. How about someone who does yoga or even a nail salon or a blow dry bar for that matter? All of you could also be power partners and form a cluster. All right, Julie, I'd like to move on now into our reflection section. This is a look at you and what you feel has helped you to be successful and get you to the point where you are now. If you were to think of just take a little eye and focus it inside, what is it about you, Julie, that you think has led to all your success? I think I have a natural interest and curiosity about people. I just find them interesting. So that gives me a natural inclination to be a listener and ask questions. And so I think that 
believe it or not, is where it all starts. Because when I ask questions and learn more about people, that opens all kinds of possibilities. I learn how I can help them better. I learn who I can connect them with. It makes people feel that they are valued by me. I hope that doesn't sound phony, but because they feel it because it's genuine. I make other people understand that I value them. And I think that adds to my credibility. People understand that I genuinely want to help them. But again, I think it all starts from that natural curiosity and interest in learning about people. I love the way you said that, and it doesn't sound disingenuous or anything. Have you ever been talking with somebody and you're at a networking event, whatever it is, and they keep looking over your shoulder, they're looking at who else is coming in, or they'll answer with something totally unrelated to what you were saying. You feel like they're really, number one, not participating in the conversation and you're like a fill-in until they get to the right person that they really want to talk to. It's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling and it's definitely not the no like, and trust factor. You would just then forget about whatever happened prior to that because you know they weren't connecting with you on any level, weren't listening to you, and that's probably not going to be a good one, and you probably need to move on too. Exactly. You're totally right. Okay, and then as you go on with your day, what tool or what types of things do you do that you think our listeners could find value in in terms of how you stay productive or create balance in your life? I do a lot of outside reading on my own time. And I think that helps to keep me very stimulated and creative in other ways. And so that balance, I read a lot of fiction aside from reading professional development books. And I really think that makes me a better, more creative, more attentive person in my work life as well. So I just have to ask you, I'm starting to take a little personal survey, hardcover books or online books for you? Well, my husband bought me a Kindle several years ago, and I was a diehard hardcover book person. So I was really not sure that was going to work, but now I'm a huge fan. I never having taken Evelyn Wood speed reading, I don't know if you remember that, (laughs) but I read really fast. And so being able to get books online feeds my voracious appetite. So I don't have to wait. I can just order my next one or go get it from the library when I'm getting close to the end of the first one. That is great for me. But I also occasionally will read a hardcover book. If I see something, I buy it. Right now I'm reading a book that's a hardcover that I went to a seminar and found this gentleman, Jay Reifenberry, really inspirational. And so I bought his book. And one thing that's nice about a hardcover book is it's really easy to underline. That is true. It's hard. Even though you can do it, the online underlining or note taking, I find challenging. I do too. I don't want to stop. And Yeah. And what is this book by Jay? What's the book you're talking about? This one is called Returned to Your Core, Principles for a Purposeful and Respected Life. Talk to us a little bit about the book. Basically, his premise is that your success is directly connected to staying true to your core principles and values. And I think, especially as you get a little bit older, or you've been in business a little bit longer, you understand more how that makes sense. Because if you're integrated with your values, you don't feel discomfort, you don't have to go against principles that you hold very true. And I think it leads to a more fulfilling life. It reduces stress. I'm finding his book very interesting. 
I have a lot of aha moments when I'm reading or I read a quote from Gandhi. He puts a lot of quotes from Gandhi in here, but it just really strikes me as perfect for my point in my career and just in my life. And you know what strikes me about that? Hmm. It spins right off of your candle, your motivational candle from the beginning of our interview. It's the same concept. Exactly. <laughs> Being true to yourself and it is. authenticity and all of that just reduces stress and makes life easier. You're presenting your unique self to the world. In business, in personal life, everywhere. It makes it a lot easier. Oh, yes. I Actually, that's my new mantra that I'm recommending to people. I wish everybody learned this early on because if you just start on that path, everything is simpler and you see more clearly. I totally agree. And Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, if you're interested in audiobooks, if you're a virtual reader versus a hardcover reader, teamed up with Audible so you can get an audiobook for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and you can make a selection and get a free book. Okay, Julie, now I'm going to invite you to join us and dare to dream. I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this would be your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift in our presence and open it. What is inside your box? There are a couple things inside my box. It's more of a gift basket, let me say. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that learning new technologies came easier to me and that I had more patience for the process of learning new technological things without getting frustrated. That would be a huge gift. I don't know if it's my age or that I tend to be more of a creative person, but it's very frustrating to me to have to stop and learn how to do something. So that's number one. If I had my dream kind of work to do, I would be more of a consultant and I would just be meeting with small businesses on a one-to-one all the time, learning about how I could help them grow through marketing, through networking. That would be my dream job. And I also would like my shoulder injury to heal so that I could get back to more physical activity. (laughs) Those are the things in my gift basket. There you go. Well, all three of them, just putting them out there, I think, you know, hopefully with your shoulder, that's going to just keep happening, right? (laughs) Yes, I hope so. And I see you coaching already. I mean, you do that with the chamber business right now, but who knows, maybe you'll take it on as another job someday all by yourself. That would be super cool. That was one of the great things about returning to this work for me because it enables me to do more of that all the time. Sure. So it's, it's, it's probably as close as I could get to doing that without actually being a consultant. So quick question for you. I know, and I'm going back to now the Power Partners just for a second. You've done presentations. Have you put anything up on SlideShare or not to get to this new technology thing or anything? Right. Do you have anything online authored by you that talks about Power Partners? I do not have anything online, although you're giving me a good idea. That is something I couldn't should do because I do have something I've written but never have posted anywhere. So 
I will keep in touch with you on that. It's more of a down and dirty outline, but it it gives people the basic toolkit to get started. Yeah, you totally could put that up as a slide share. That could be like your first audience attraction to this new coaching profession that you just put out in the environment. Thank you very much. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And if someone was interested in just asking you more questions, or maybe they think that you could be a power partner with them, or they want to connect you up with someone, uh, how would someone get in touch with you? Probably the best thing to do would be to contact me through my work email, which is julie at wilmettchamber.org. And Gift Biz listeners, you know there will be a show note page connected with this episode, and that will have information just like Julie's been talking about. It'll have her information on the book. A little more detail, again, if you want to review this after you've listened and go back to specific points, we have all the show notes timestamped. So you can go dive right into the specific point that you want to think about. And I'll challenge each of you to at your very next networking event, maybe it's even right after, maybe you're listening to this as you're driving to a network event, you never know. But I want you to think of this in terms of power partners and how could you enact something like that in your very next networking event. All right, Julie, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate your coming on, sharing this different spin on how to approach people that you're working with on a regular basis. I just love the whole concept of being authentic, which you talked about both in the candle and in your dare to dream question. I think it's really valuable. It's equally as valuable as power partners in my mind. And I think they guess, I guess they play into each other. So thank you so much. I wish you continued success and may your candle always burn bright. Thank you very much, Sue. You too. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by The Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Would you like to be on the show? Or do you know someone who can provide valuable insight from their experiences? If so, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is submit a form for consideration. You can access the form at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash guest. That's giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash G-U-E-S-T. After you listen to the show, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to jump over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you help to increase the visibility of Gift Biz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well.